everybody, it's Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. I'm going to talk about the economic kingdom today. So if you're like, what is going on in the world? Why is the Federal Reserve doing what they're doing? Why is inflation doing what they're doing? Especially after Biden's 60 minute interview. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just, uh, 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 just an inch. Hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good. And you just kind of want to understand how everything is interconnected. Hopefully this video will be helpful. I'll talk about some announcements at the end of the video as well, so make sure to stick around for that. And if you want to go ahead and hit the subscribe button, that really, really does help. Share with a friend. It all helps a lot. But getting right into it, the economic kingdom. So this is the economic kingdom. Monetary policy is the ruler of the kingdom. The decrees set inside that castle impact everyone in the land. Monetary policy kingdom has a dual mandate of price stability and maximum employment, and they will use different tools to keep that side of the kingdom in line, like raising rates. However, when Monetary Policy Kingdom uses that tool, it does impact lands surrounding them, such as the housing market, the stock market land, but it actually strengthens the realm of the US dollar, which in turn impacts neighboring lands, such as emerging markets and developed markets. So this is the story of the economic kingdom and the secret weapon of US dollar strength. So the Federal Reserve meets this week to discuss their monetary policy path and how they're probably going to raise rates by 75 basis points. Jerome Powell had a chance to shoot that down and he really didn't. And of course, after the recent CPI print, they have all the ammunition that they need to raise rates. CPI came in pretty hot, inflation came in pretty hot. And the thing is, there was even speculation that they could raise rates by 100 basis points. And maybe they will, but what's terrible about this tool, and as so many have written about and talked about, is that they're firing cannons into all the neighboring castles in an attempt to get them to stop spending. Destroying demand when really the supply chains between the lands need reinforcement. And this is broad-based inflation that the monetary policy kingdom is dealing with though. The recent CPI print came in hotter than expected, pointing to broad-based inflation, so inflation across the board. So it's no longer just energy markets driving the inflation numbers, but food and services inflation as well. With moderating retail sales, this is increasingly not a demand problem, but increasingly seeming like a supply-side issue. What this print underscored was how inflation moves throughout the economy, but parts of it are fuzzy. Corporations are passing costs on. I wrote about in my energy markets piece last week. Energy prices are the common denominator to everything. And corporations have passed through a lot of cost to consumers, as Liberty Street Economics highlighted, there's inflation. And there's also pressure from the job market. The labor market is still tight, as evidenced by jobless claims. Corporations are still seeking workers, which puts upward pressure on wages, impacting corporate cost profit models, as well as how people spend money. And also rents are confusing as a part of the CPI. The whole model of rent in the CPI is a bit floofy, for lack of a better word. As Matt Klein said, the rent inflation reported in the CPI, including the month over month number, is about 90% of story about what happened last year, not current conditions. And now everyone is asking, okay, wow, is the Fed going to go full fast and furious mode to battle inflation because they sat on their hands too long last year? But are they going to go way too goblin mode and mess things up by overreacting? The Fed now has to battle services inflation and food inflation. I'm just going to keep on saying it. Our supply side issues, not really rate hike cannon shooting problems. We need more things, not less buying. I really like this from Alan Cole on how inflation is moving throughout the economy. Our inflation reads lately have shown the limitations of micro-based inflation explanations. X is happening in Y sector relative to macro-based ones. Nominal incomes are high and the money will be spent on something. You may get a reprieve from X and Y sector, and that's good, but it doesn't stop the overall inflation story. The people who previously had to spend their ample nominal incomes on overcoming X will simply put those incomes towards Y2 sector, revealing bottleneck X2. This bottleneck aspect is important because right now the supply chain is in full bullwhip mode. I've talked about supply chain shortages a lot on this channel, but now we're kind of experiencing the reverse of that. The Wall Street Journal published a story on Scott's Miracle-Gro, which is a fertilizer company, and their path from not having 
selling enough to having way too much. Quote, they had stocked up on merchandise of all sorts before realizing that consumer spending patterns shifted as the pandemic eased, leaving them with bloated inventory that would take months to whittle down. So we're seeing like these wobbles in the supply chain, the aviation crisis, the railroad strikes, which were thankfully avoided as workers got the medical care and the time off they deserve. The supply chain is increasingly shown to be very, very fragile. The World Bank published a report titled, Is a Global Recession Imminent? Highlighting the fragility of supply chains. Hey, so it's editing Kyla. If you're watching the YouTube video, my hair is sticking out and I didn't notice. So sorry if that is annoying, but it's sticking out. <laughs> but also the fragility of the broad economy, which basically boiled down to like, yeah, a recession probably is imminent. Just look at history and look around you. But they also underscore something really important. As the Fed tightens monetary policy in order to battle inflation, the dollar grows stronger, which has global consequences. U.S. monetary policy is global. This global impact is very well known. The secret weapon of, it's not really a secret, but the secret weapon of a stronger dollar. This global impact is well known, but a paper getting to the core inflation risks within and across asset classes highlights how important the U.S. dollar is right now. The paper discusses how real assets versus stocks and commodities do okay in an energy inflation regime, right? But when core inflation is high, they falter. The only real hedge appears to be the US dollar, as the author explains in his thread about it. The dollar is strong when core inflation is up as safe haven status and as a result of the tightening Fed monetary policy, but also because the value of core goods increases. This aspect of core inflation is also what apparently wrecked the concept of a 60-40 stock bond portfolio because both stocks and bonds are getting hit right now, there's really nowhere to hide except for the US dollar. Basically, the dollar is king, especially in the current macro regime. But there's a broader impact to that. Uh, the stronger dollar impacts everyone. For just a few examples, as China and the US diverged in monetary policy path, China's currency substantially weakened, which put China's central bank in a tough position. The yen has been in freefall all year as Japan keep, they keep the brakes on easy monetary policy. They just keep on easing. And of course, the euro and the dollar achieved parity recently. What the dollar does, which is a function of Fed monetary policy impacts what other central banks do. Reuters, quote, with the risk of the Fed that possibly could go a full point on Wednesday this week and with the, the Japanese holiday on Monday, any intervention from the Bank of Japan now could be crushed by a Fed decision. The stronger dollar is a secret weapon and the Fed's monetary policy toolkit. U.S. Treasury yields are soaring as, as the market reprices the Fed's hiking path with expectations that rates would tick up to about 4.5% in 2023 and remain there. That's super, super high. That, of course, creates a stronger dollar, which can create a dollar doom loop as coined by cheap convexity and put the hammer on trade and manufacturing, creating pressure on the entire global economy. Domestic corporations get hammered too. We saw the flashing red FedEx bell this week with their CEO calling for a worldwide recession. That is likely more of a FedEx problem than a global macroeconomic problem, but it's still important to pay attention to. I highlighted this last week, but I still think it's super important. As Claudia said, Fed rate hikes causing the dollar to skyrocket should be half of the questions to Jerome Powell at the next presser. The US is spending billions of dollars to support the war effort in Ukraine, while monetary policy is crushing Europe and emerging markets. Basically, the dollar is a secret cannon firing and the rest of the kingdom as the Fed raises rates and shrinks their balance sheet. It's a consequence of domestic monetary policy having a global impact. The dollar could lose some strength soon, according to Simon White from Bloomberg. Zoltan, of course, thinks it's going to implode. But over the long run, as parity highlights, the powerful nature of the USD, really the system that exists in, is important. So credit is not a bug. It's a feature. Outside money, which is like inventories of gold or something like that, is never going to be good money. You need credit in order to make 
that go to make the world go round. Credit worthiness and best credit and the best credit is money. But back to the World Bank report. If the degree of global monetary policy tightening currently anticipated by markets is not enough to lower inflation to targets, additional tightening could give rise if significant financial stress and trigger a global recession in 2023, which would also translate to sharp decline in growth in emerging markets. The US dollar probably won't stop the Fed's hiking path right now, but it's important to consider the broad consequences that it has, including the pressures placed on other countries. The secret weapon of the kingdom is one of the most powerful tools that they have. Final thoughts. Uh, I really like this tweet from Hank Green, although he was talking about being able to buy fake Karens to yell at people. There's a lot of truth to the question that he poses. So the tweet reads, is there something to the thought that a lot of people now live in a reality TV slash pro wrestling world where the line between real and fake doesn't really matter and you're just supposed to choose which bits seem real to you. When I wrote about Vibe Session, <laughs> there was a river of reality and there was a river of vibes and they run side by side because oftentimes what we consider to be reality is influenced by hard metrics, right? Reality, but it's also influenced by our interpretation, our perceptions, our expectations around what reality is meant to look like. And that's the funny thing about this economic kingdom, right? It's the harshest form of reality because it's real. This stuff matters. Like, it's not a joke. The dollar matters. When the housing market turns, that matters. How stock moves matter. But one thing that is so incredibly bizarre and is true across all disciplines is that it's all based on theory. It's all based on the past. It's on what has already happened so it will happen again. It's, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, I'm paraphrasing, the only true science is poetry. It's the application of language in a humanistic way. It's the interrogation of the real and the beyond, and it's a way to make sense of the world. I like this quote that says, science arose from poetry when times change the two can meet again on higher levels as friends. The lines blur between what things mean and what they are. And even with real world consequences such as the dollar, it's increasingly difficult to parcel out the why, which is ironic as we have more information and data than ever. But that kind of creates the problem in the first place. There's so many things happening all the time, it's even harder and harder to isolate what is causing what and why. To make this even more esoteric, a quote from the restaurant at the end of the universe, one of my favorite series, there is a theory which states that if ever anyone discovers exactly what the universe is for and why it is here, it will instantly disappear and be replaced by something even more bizarre and inexplicable. There is another theory which states that this has already happened, the economic kingdom. I was on Planet Money last week and Marketplace the week before. I'll include links to both of those shows below. And as I said in the beginning of the episode, really means the world if you subscribe, give it a like, share with your friends, let me know what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about. Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please leave them in the box below. This is also a podcast. It's also a newsletter. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me anywhere and everywhere. So I look forward to hanging out with you again next week and I'll talk to you all soon.